G'day there listeners, welcome to Full Metal Movie Reviews. This week, we decided to go back to TV and review Stranger Things Season 2. Just a heads up, this is a Full Metal Review, so we will be discussing spoilers, plot points, and uh, major plot events. With me to have a chat all about all things that are strange is Davo. Dave, how are you, man? Yeah, g'day, mate. Good, yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. All right, Davo, let's jump into it. I want to get a gut feel from you, brother. What? Was your gut feel about season two? Did you enjoy it? Um, yeah, I did. I did. But that's my gut feel. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> that's it. Well, I mean, you know, like it, it's, I don't know if starting off at that point is a bit hard because it's a pretty close-ended question almost. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Yes, I did enjoy it very much so. Okay. Um, what about this? What's your gut feel? Is it better than season one? Go. Um, yeah, that's tough. I don't know if it is, but in saying that, I think uh, it doesn't really bother me that it wasn't because it's no, still really enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think the other thing to consider, so just to give you a bit of understanding about how I watch things and probably why people are wondering why it took us so long to do this, like I would rate this show as one of those shows that I actually want to take my time with, so I get to enjoy it and try and pick up on like all the small things. Like I don't binge watch this, and I didn't binge watch the first one either. So as a viewing experience. They actually found them both quite comparable and quite good. And when you did like one episode a day or an episode every couple of days or a couple of episodes on the weekend, it actually both seasons felt fairly comparable. The only real difference I found, one episode in particular that was just a bit out there that, that was obviously, I don't think it was a filler, but setting up stuff for season three. So it kind of just was a bit of a stumbling block in the pacing. What sense? Like um, Levin's storyline? <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the side quest. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was just because we don't... They hadn't really... Like, everyone's stories were fairly integrated in most... In season one and season two. I don't really recall them ever significantly spending time with one character. Mm. So, I think that's why it was a bit more jarring. I've got a theory about that. I reckon it's because they generally didn't know how to fit her in. So, they had to give her a side quest just to get her out of the way. Yeah, I would agree with that. I also think that they weren't... So, okay, let's just dive right into that episode then. It it sort of derails uh, the normal storyline about what's happening in the small town. And she goes on this like wild... Not a goose chase, but she's going off on this adventure. I think it's hard to do these things because there's just so much shit. It's hard to work out where to start. So I agree with you about that side thing. But I also think like with all the D&D references, I really felt that this was like a level up episode for her. To find her powers, explore her powers. Nah, she just goes through like a, a transformation, like a pretty distinct one. So I don't know if it's necessarily finding powers because she already knows how to use her powers. She just like has to, and it's a pretty much chance isn't here to talk about it. Nah, fucking said, like she just had an episode to get angry, and then like now mm. she's a badass. But I think it was more than that. It was like the actual episode was representative of her character, like actually leveling up in like a D and D sense. You know what I mean? She's with a new party. They make references to the warrior guy. You got the rogue. You've got like all these different like classes of characters. So she goes and joins this other party. And it's literally like a side quest. So, and they use it to introduce this idea of there are other, um, I mean, there's always the idea that there were others because she's called Eleven, right? But the existence of the sister being, I think it was eight, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Uh, I um, yeah, maybe, I don't know. 
that doesn't matter. To be honest, in that episode, if I have to be brutally honest, um, I fell asleep. I basically fell asleep when she's at her mother's house, and then I woke up when she was on the bus traveling back to um, what should we call it, Indianapolis or the, whatever the town. I forgot what the town's called. And yeah, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to revisit or rewatch this. I'm just going to keep moving along. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the only episode that put me to sleep. So um and it was like weirdly like a Sunday afternoon as well. So yeah. Did I you find did you find the sister annoying? Oh hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. a bit irritating, hey. Yeah. There's just something about the actress that just kind of pissed me off. I don't know why. Um mm. I, don't I don't know if it was just the hair and makeup. Or I found what um this this might be a bit of a unique or I don't know, controversial opinion. But I found a few of the characters really annoying this season. Like, I found Will just super whiny, and I just really he irritated me. Like when he was in the Is he um, such a victim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the Bizarro world, he, he's, I just wanted to give him a slap and tell, or pour like cold water on him or something. Just, just relax, man. And um, his mate, sorry, uh, Wheeler. I don't know. I found the, I, 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 I find their I, I find their relationship a bit too. Like, wait, which one? Who's Wheeler? Oh, is it Wheeler? His main mate. I think main you're Mike. Oh, Mike. Yeah, like, isn't it? Oh, Mike okay, Wheeler. No. Mike Wheeler. That's his name. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were ripping out like a Degrassi High reference or some shit there. <laughs> nah, Mike but don't Wheeler. they call him Wheeler? I thought, or maybe they call him Mike. I don't know. But do you think like... like yeah. Yeah. I initially thought that they were like... I originally thought Mike and um, Will were like into each other. What? Yeah, I know. It's weird. I was like, oh, you know what I mean? And then I was like, I'm I'm not saying that's wrong or right. I'm just like, oh, yeah. And then when I found out that he liked Levin, I was like, wait a minute. What, what about Will? And I was like, what the fuck? Did I just totally misread this whole situation? It was a vintage Sam misread. But um, yeah, I found those two characters pretty annoying. And the other thing I didn't like at all was the way the party treated Mad Max. And in particular, Mike. Like, fucking get over it, man. She's a cool chick. She likes the stuff you like. If I was a kid that age and a girl was into video games and wanted to hang out, like, there's no way I'd be saying, like, oh, no, you're not part of the party. We've already got whatever. Uh, no. So, okay. I understand why Mike didn't like her. Why? To explain it to me. Okay. The, he feels or he's conflicted that she is placing um, Eleven. So he doesn't like her for that reason. So he, because he was the only one that genuinely, so, <clears throat> okay, you're right. He was into Eleven, right? In season one. And he had this special connection with her the whole time. Yeah. So now you've got this girl in this next season, which is not like Eleven but has these other characteristics which make her pretty individual. And he's like, nah, I've already got that person and she's not here and I'm not giving up on her. Cause but if he then, it's just nah, a mate it, though. Like surely yeah, a but, kid would just realize you can't replace 11 because just a mate. Like she's not, I would understand if that. Dude, people don't think that you're, you're looking at that from a rational perspective mm. and we both know that. Humans are completely irrational. I get why Dustin um, didn't want her and why um, Lucas originally didn't want her in because they're like, ah, oh, to be part of this party is pretty, you know, full on and it's a bit sketchy. We've been, you know, the secrets we've got to keep. I get that perspective, but I, I don't, I just don't understand the uh, the other perspective. So I get the Mike perspective and I get the, the initial issue. They're the other kids. 
have. And then Dustin gets that weird negging situation. That's what I mean. Oh, like, like, it, goes, like, it goes a bit weird after that. Yeah, I, I think it was a bit... Uh, do you know what I reckon happened? I reckon they were writing the story. Then when they were testing it with audiences or some shit, they probably didn't know what to do with the character. <laughs> did you find... Did you think there was like a hella racist reference? When? The uh, the psycho older the brother, Billy. I, I hated that guy. Oh, Billy was a fucking oh, douche. Like, absolutely annoying. So mm. annoying. I've seen the first episode of the uh, the Offside series. Have you seen that? Like, they're at the round table and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, I, I've seen, like, the, the purpose of him was that they actually wanted a human antagonist uh, because Steve was that bully in the first one, but Steve ends up by becoming a bit of a ledge. <laughs> so, like, they needed, like, a human boss fight, if that makes sense. They set him up mm. to be that human boss fight. But there's no payoff, but I just though. Like, Billy was just yeah, a dickhead. Yeah, And there's just no payoff. And I wouldn't mind that boss fight. There was no escalation. Nah. Either. Like, it, it wasn't a progressive escalation. It was just zero to 1,000 instantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, once he got defeated, I was like, oh, maybe he'll get up and like, be like, Steve, you sorry, son of a bitch. Let's do this. And then they'll do like an 80s sort of like mid-arm arm wrestle in the air sort of handshake. And, and they'll they be like... fight Demodogs. Yeah, and they'll go kill, kick some ass. But I was kind of disappointed that that Billy just had no redemption or no redeeming factors. Nah, I'm fine with that. I, I think it's fine to have like, and this is where the PC liberal cultures fucked you up, is that not everyone ends up by being a good guy. There are just shit people in the world. Yeah, he I know. One of those shit. The story, he is purely there. It's she. He's purely there for her to have her step up moment because she cops it the whole mm. series mm. right until that last bit. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think he was just a pretty much a plot device, and I, and I reckon if you honestly, of course, if you yeah, cut him out, you probably wouldn't notice him. Um, no, but then you don't get Max actually standing up for herself. Doesn't like there is she needs that but, motivation to yeah, defend the party. Yeah, but does she? Does she even need that? Because she's not even in. Yeah, because she adds no value to the party. Not for a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like she's got no capability. Except, oh, I drive the car at the end. Okay, I guess that's pretty good. Well, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're saying. From uh, one ship bloke to another, we've got a special caller joining us, uh, Age. Age, how you going, bud? Hey, guys. Uh, Sorry about the sound quality. (laughs) Yes, and the tardiness. Um, Um, Do you know what's funny? There's just a lot going on in my life right now, and um, (laughs) I'm through some things. This isn't... Uh, this, this This is... This isn't live at all. This is a recording, and we still can't fucking make it seem like we all turned up on time. <laughs> oh, God. It's all good. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. So, um, Bowles, we've yeah. just gone through characters, and, and, and we just talked about Billy. But uh, give me your gut feel about Season 2 of Stranger Things. Did you like it as much as Season 1? Uh, oh, probably not as much. It still had a lot to offer, and I was pretty happy with the... It wasn't original in, in who they were fighting, but I guess the, the mind flayer, yes, but because you're still in the same dimension, they're still in the up, like fighting the upside down. They had the, the dog version of the Demogorgon. Um, I don't know. It was still entertaining. It wasn't like, oh, here we go. They're just rehashing this. I don't know. Uh, what did you guys find? Have you already answered this? Well, yeah, we just basically said the same thing. It was enjoyable, but uh, we didn't mind it. It wasn't as good as season one, but that's cool. It was still a good good series overall. Yeah, I have no idea what they're going to do for the third season. They left last what? season on a bit of a cliffhanger. Or, you know, there's a lot more questions than, than we had answers for. 
this season it's like, all right, everything's pretty much resolved except for the other division. Mm. I think, uh, so I've got a theory about this too. So, and I mentioned it before about like the thick uh, D&D references. Like these guys must just love Dungeons and Dragons because there's always references to parties and there's always references to like, um, like what sort of, uh, I guess, characteristic of a party a person has. Like Steve is clearly like a warrior dude for the kids. Um, or what's Dustin? Is he the mage? Um, no, Eleven's the mage. No, no, you've got uh, yeah. Eleven was the mage. Uh, Will was the wizard. I can't remember the other two, but you find like uh, Eleven. You're right. So you have Eleven who stays a mage, but the cop becomes her like um, like a protector. Um, it was almost like a Wheel of Time reference as well where you get like a paladin warrior dude that looks after the mage and does the physical protection. Anyway, so my point is they do all these things and a big thing in Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know if you guys have ever played any D&D board games or anything, is a lot of the stories like um, like in one of the board games, I think that you start off in this dungeon, a la 11 season one, and then um, they go back to the dungeon and in this one, They've, you know, they've gone and then they've returned to the center to basically fight the boss, right? So they've fought the human boss, then they fought the bigger boss, they closed the gate because at the end of the first one, like, you know, the gate was open, etc. So I think in season three, following on from like a D&D style, they'll actually have to go back again, but this time they'll actually be taking the fight into the um, upside down world. Okay. If that makes yeah, sense. So, yeah, like, so if you think of it like a quest... So you've got the story, the awakening of the character, parties up, they go on, they're having a bit of an adventure, they get some skills, they come back to where it all started, uh, aka, or actually, did they, or the, the first one, did it end in the school, or did it end in the science lab? Uh, it was in the science room. It was, right? Yeah. It was in the um, the lab, the, lab, the facility, yeah. And so they've oh, they no, had no, to no. go the back. Oh, no, 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 the science room of the school. Oh, okay. So it was actually the school yeah, that that yeah, one yeah. finished. Yeah. Yeah, so this time, yeah, so season two, they've had to go back to where it all began um, because Eleven opened the gate. So she's going back to close the gate. So they haven't actually defeated the main boss. They they only defeated the human boss, which is like the... Is it McGorgon? Um, no. The, Papa. Oh, the professor. Or, yeah, like in this season, that was represented by Billy. Like mm. we had the under the underling boss, right? Just yeah. the human bad guy. So they have to. They they didn't really beat any of the underworld bosses. They just closed the gate. So next time they're gonna have to go back and actually beat the that big dude, the mind flayer. They have to actually face off against the mind flayer. All right, maybe. Seeing we're, we're as, as we're already talking about the ending, I find. One thing that I really did disappoint me um, about this season, I shouldn't say disappointed, but the scope of season one was kept pretty narrow in that the special effects were, it wasn't as reliant on special effects as it was season two. So season two, they had the, the, the actual um, portal being open and whatnot. Um, and a lot of those demi dogs or whatever roaming around. And it, it did take me out of it because the special effects are, this, are serviceable, but they're not great by any stretch of the imagination. And I, I kind of worry that if they're going to fight the uh, mind, was it the mind flayer, or whatever, in season three, or if that's the direction they're taking, whether we that might just take us out of it entirely. Because it's interesting you say that 
I didn't. I didn't like. I get the dogs. The special effects was serviceable, not brilliant, but I thought all the other stuff was really good. Like all the scenery, the way they did the art world, the shots, the realities combining. I actually thought they did that quite well. The upside, the upside down world is okay, but I mean, like the dogs look pretty, pretty bad. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I to be honest, given that we've gotten such good CGI in, in other things like movies and other TV shows, I don't, I don't know. It's not the worst I've ever seen, but maybe instead of spending eight billion dollars on original content Netflix, you just give these guys maybe an extra couple million to up the production quality. Have you seen Flash? I saw a bit of season one, but I really haven't gone back to it. Ah, uh, okay. Because they do some bad CGI. <laughs> takes CW, out of it, it sometimes. Like, like, okay, maybe I'm just really picky, but... But that, that that's what I mean. Like, that's bad CGI to me. And that's mm. why I think this is way above that, man. Well, what's what's the benchmark for CGI on TV? Game of Thrones? I'd say so. Yeah, the dragons. Yeah, the dragons look, like, really yeah, good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And, and the other thing, I guess, why I like season two, uh, one, sorry, more, was because they were just kids looking for their mate and un- unwrapping and discovering a greater mystery slash conspiracy. And it was like, oh, this is just getting weirder and weirder and weirder. Whereas season two, again, the scope of it was bigger than the kids because when the military is involved, I find that I find it hard that the kids would be have that much involvement in the outcome bar 11, if that makes sense. But they kind of worked toward the way they ended it. It was pretty clear how, like how they how they achieved that, and that was actually really well done. But do you get what I'm saying? In that, this is a top secret for lab facility, um, and it's got um, military guards. Um, and when it goes down or offline, because the portal just gets flooded with the demo demo gods or demo dogs. Sorry, I just I generally find it hard to believe that that the American go- the government, particularly at that time wouldn't just napalm the area or like, you know what I mean? I just, I, I find it hard to believe that there would be an outcome that would have been resolved by the kids. Yeah, realistically, but you know, <laughs> we're dealing with some <laughs> supernatural themes here. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Well, like, hang on. It, no, they but en- they keep that, esca- escalating things where to a yeah, point, it's going to get to a that. point where it's one they, step they too far. They did address that though. They did address that. Like, I agree, I don't, it wouldn't work today. They addressed it in that it's not, I think it's run like a black site, Sam. So I don't think there's continual government monitoring from everyone. And the actual events of the timeline, like this season, this this show isn't stretched out over months. Like the last few episodes are in, in their time, maybe only a couple hours. So there hasn't actually been time for any sort of government reaction. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. But I guess... What, yeah, like I just said, it, I, I think I'm worried that this show might escalate to a point where it's just, mm, do you even need the kids at this point sort of thing? If you just got well, Hopper, yeah. Hopper with a shotgun. Yeah, and 11. Yeah. Like, that's why the first season was so good because it was all about the kids just trying to unwrap this puzzle and they got this new member in the party and I don't know what's going on and they just want to get their mate Will back. And um, Eleven was the conduit to getting Will back, so it was like, oh yeah, that, that you know, that's so cool. But this mm-hmm. one was like, um, if uh, Winona Ryder's character, what's her name um, in the series, uh, Joyce, if she if she wasn't such a nut bar and had her shit a bit, you know, had it wound a bit tighter, I think the resolution could have been done with just her Eleven. Um, and you even see that with uh, what's his name's character, Bob Newby. 
right? Sean Aston. Yeah. So when he he when he he's, in, he's yeah when he he's in the party, better that guy. Yeah, he did deserve better. I was generally sad when he copped it. <laughs> yeah, that was fuck. He was such a good guy, but you know what? I was I was I had a bit of skepticism about him because I, was I like, did too. There's no way there's a dude in the world that's this nice. <laughs> Right? Yeah, and smart. I'm like, yeah, smart, nice, genuinely cares about the kids. I'm like, every human being I know is shitty on some level. And I'm like, this Jeez, guy man. doesn't seem to be shitty. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. uh, that's all right. Yeah, but I accept you blokes for your shittiness. Like, you guys are, you know Bob, you know what I mean? Like, none of you guys are Bob. <laughs> some of us have a bit of Bob. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a bit. R.I.P. Bob. He honestly, when he's like, "Do you even know how? Do you even speak basic?" It's like, "Oh yes, Bob. Just save the day, Bob. Save that <laughs> yeah. day." How good was that? Oh, <laughs> uh, Bob. Yeah, but so you know what, Seth? I get what you mean. Bob. Because- he's into his Bob for a lot of people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I get the parallel there. Yeah, you know, Bob, the one from season one. I don't know. Not the yes, same. In what she offered, she didn't really offer much. It was just I don't know why that she became so popular. But at least with Bob, he had a bit of backstory, a bit of you know character development. Well, yeah. They did say in that um, that sideshow that apparently they originally weren't. He wasn't going to be as big a character as what he ended up by being. But when they were doing the um, casting, he Sean Aston, whatever his name is, actually did yeah. a videotape, at, like app application. Like he was like just did it like old school. Yeah, okay, I'll throw my hat in the ring type thing. Mm. And then apparently they're like, oh, sick. Well, he'd be sick for this. And then they're like, well, can we flesh this out a bit? And he ended up by being a bigger character than what they ever originally intended him to be. So you're right in that he probably could have easily have been like a pretty easy side character in like a Barb, but he ended up by being more because of uh, obviously his acting prowess. Mm. It's a big name. Yeah. yeah. Sam, can I ask, like, you know when you talk about like the scale and the escalation of this, right? And how you think season one compared to two, it gets it loses something, but at the same time, it's still good in its own right. How do you think about, or if if you take a step back and view this as one continuous story, almost like, and I really like don't laugh, but I want you to think Rocky and Rocky two, right? Like Rocky one was a sick movie, right? Rocky. Rocky 2 was a, a good film. I don't think it was as good as number one. But then when you watch it as one entire story, like if you can imagine it's like a part A, part B of one story, then it's like an epic storytelling. So if you can imagine Stranger Things season one and Stranger Things season two as one epic story, does that change your perspective? Because that's pretty much how like I view... Like, I don't view them in isolation. I see it as one continuous story. Um, good question. Um, look, I don't think it adds anything to, like, it doesn't make it better, if that makes sense. So it's like, people say, I get the I get the comparison. People say, like, oh, Casino Royale is really good and Quantum Solace is poor, but if you watch it kind of back-to-back, it makes it all, like, a fit in. But um, I don't necessarily believe that that's a good metric because I don't have, I don't know. I just, I, I, I see this as a year later and the characters should be a year older and year wiser because you think about all that XP they got in the first season, right? To me, some of the decision-making by these characters was a bit odd. And I, I just think that they have to, you can't catch lightning in a bottle once, like twice, sorry, right? 
to do it once is very hard, and they did that in the first season. So the, I think the default knee-jerk reaction is to always try and one-up themselves, and they just feel like that this is what they kind of did. Does that make sense? Go yeah, bigger. Um, it makes sense, but I think I don't think it felt out of place though. Like the kids still feel like they had an impact. I did have that thought though at the same time you did about halfway through. Like, is this just going to be like a, a Hopper 11-centric like adventure and it ends up by the kids are just peripheral? Yeah, that's what I mean. Mike takes an obvious back step in this season, like a quite a significant back like step. Like a huge one. And I'm okay with that, to be honest, because I'm, I'm not a big fan of Mike. Me neither, actually. No. I'm actually, not. you know what? I don't know if I do like... Like, when you think about it, there's not many characters in this show I really like, but I seem to enjoy the cast as an ensemble agreed i mean let's uh, maybe let's run through them like like as i said before i found will super annoying in this in this episode uh sorry sorry um why you did his age yeah yeah, he's a whiny bitch yeah whiny bitch exactly um mike i could i just he's like i don't know that's why i thought he was in love with will because he's like too protective there's your oh mates. yeah, age, you missed this. Age, you missed this. <laughs> Sambo, tell him. I, tell I, him age, I, I, well, for listeners, sorry I have to repeat something I just said like maybe 10 minutes ago, but I generally thought Mike had the hots for Will and that they were going to be a couple. <laughs> 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 because he's too over, he's like a mother, man. Like, let's be honest, if age, if you had like Will, I'd be like, I'll maybe ring you once a week, go, hey, you going, bud? Yeah, you feeling better? Still having those episodes? Like, I wouldn't be like... <laughs> You know, holding your hand in hospital and shit. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be that, like, watching you 24-7. Why not? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's pretty pretty intense. Like, it's, um, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's the long game. You're waiting a few <laughs> seasons for a time skip, and uh, it's going to be best buds. <laughs> I, I was generally shocked when, um, when uh, Mike had and the, had the hots for eleven, I was like, wait, what a minute, wait, we'll get back, huh? What about Will? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was a different time, Sam. Yeah, it was a different time. Enough. All right, no one had phones. You had the phone, the the landline. All right, like it's not like you can flick your mate a message. Yeah, fair enough. Like it's not. Okay. I guess as kids, it might have been a bit. Yeah, the experience of growing up is completely different. <laughs> I don't know. It was. Oh, it's cool though. Like I'm glad that they they've got that bond. Um, Jim Hopper, right? Sheriff Jim Hopper. Do you reckon this guy's got fucking PTSD from Vietnam or what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I don't mind it. I like it. Why is he so shitty towards Eleven? If you just like overbearing parent, just take, relax, man. Take it easy. His kid died, man. Yeah, that's fine. I understand that. And he's also got, probably got some PTSD from that as well with a combination of Agent Orange from his experiences in Vietnam. But, mate, you're the sheriff. You can protect it better. You, you don't have to live in a, some, like, really remote cabin. To me, that's just, like, stranger danger, a weirdo alert levels. Hang on. Hang on a sec. you got to understand, though, this guy has absolutely nothing in his life. Yeah. Right? He, he was, we introduced this character in season one as oversleeping, booze drinking, fucking, like, candy bar chewing chain smoking like life is in a hole he does right he's that classic (laughs) alpha 80s fucking i'm not going to talk about my feelings my kid died so i'm going to bottle it up and like take it out on the world type dude who found an outlet and then he's like got a purpose and he's passionate about protecting 11 and yet but that's his flaw though right like, if, if it's a character, you're writing for a character for a TV show, 
you have to give him a story arc. You have to give him a development and a growth. And you see that he's through the show, he's schizo with overprotection. Like what I could imagine an 80s dad in maybe that scenario is like, because he knows that there's fucking mad scientists after her and government this and that. And then by the end of it, he's like, yep, I did go a bit nuts. I understand. I can't keep you locked up. You are like more adult and are capable of looking after yourself. You know what I mean? Like you have to have the psycho. Yeah, yeah, the I second part. I, I, yeah, like, I understand. It's, it's I, dark, right? I understand, like, his, I understand his motivations, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. I just you just know where this is going. Like you know what I mean? It's like all right, hurry, hurry up, and let's just get to the point where Eleven freaks out and goes by herself. Like let's just hurry up and get there because you know that's where it's going. Mm-hmm. It's just you've seen this a thousand times. I don't know. That, I think episode seven was the the uh, was poorly received. That was the one where she breaks off and visits her yeah. sister. Sorry, H, we can't okay. go. That. We've already we already covered this ground, my friend. We've already covered this ground. Jesus, how long? Was, you're only talking for ten minutes. <laughs> it was a hot ten minutes, balls. It was a hot ten minutes. Oh, man. Fifty oh. minutes in, man, to the recording. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, we're we're only, we're only like thirty-eight. That's the actual conversation. Fifty minutes into the conversation, thirty-eight. Oh, all right, okay. Sorry. Um, all right. Well, maybe we'll just skip on to some of the other characters. Um. Okay, well, another big problem I had with this season was Nancy's treatment of King Steve, right? Steve, I reckon, gets the MVP award of the series, right? He is the bowler of all yeah. bowlers, okay? And I don't know, Nancy was just a bitch to him, don't you think? <laughs> I think, I don't think she was being a, a, like a bitch per se, because we understand like in season one, she had confusion whether or not she really, like Steve was a good dude and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But I think what happened was, was that her confusion never got clearer and she never made a decision. So she was always the same person, but Steve just became more and more of a ledge as the yeah, episodes but that clear and up the, the season went on. Wouldn't that clear up her confusion? Wouldn't she just go like, nah. oh yeah, this guy's, this guy's she, the best? I've, but you know what though? She probably always thought that he was all right. Like in her eyes, she was attracted to him at one point. So the confusion's always there. But maybe we're seeing the character she always saw. She just didn't know if, like, that's who she wanted to be with. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? You've got that. You've got a friend that's dating a psycho, whether they're male, female, vice versa, and everyone's always like, "Man, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you with them?" Obviously, they see that person through a different lens or a different set of eyes. And yeah. I just think we're seeing Steve. Now, how probably Nancy saw him when they first got together, when she was fully into him. So, in her eyes, he hasn't changed. He's still the same guy, right? So, she's still not really confident whether or not they should be together. It's just in our eyes, he's an absolute legend now with some of the best hair you can get. Look, I get that. I do. Maybe that was a bit harsh. I might recant what I just said about her being a bitch, and I understand she's confused and whatnot. But... uh, how can you just? How can you give up that hair, that 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 that, that set of hair, and then, then go for that bloody wig wearing weirdo artsy Jonathan? Like, come on, Nance, get your head in the game. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Yeah, I agree. Jonathan's not. I don't know if he's he's a strong enough character for you to think. I get that they were friends as kids, and I get that, like, obviously there's a bond there. But you're right. You just—I actually liked them being having a platonic relationship at the end of the first one. Yeah, I, I think it, I would yeah. rather 
Yeah. I would rather have seen them stay friends than see them get together. I thought they, were, they worked me. well together. Like, they were a good duo. Like, a good team. They were. And they were good friends. Like, I hate, like, in T, like, everything has to be a fucking romantic story. I actually think genuine plutonic relationships are more interesting. Like, when you've got a male and a female, they're just, they're actually just genuinely friends. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, then yeah, Steve yeah. becomes a better guy, and he's the one she ends up with, which is fine. I agree. No, I, I agree. He's entirely. got a fucking baseball bat with nails through it, man. And he's just sitting there swinging at demi dogs. Like, what a legend! He's like literally. He's like he he goes down when he went down that that um I don't know storm shelter whatever it was, and and, and like Dustin's like freaking out, and he goes down there and it's like Steve, he's such a baller, and and <laughs> and he was just so confident. And then he's like, nah, you kids have to stay here because I told you I'll protect you. I'm not going to keep you alive. And then he gets the shit beating out of him. And then he wakes up in the car. And he's like, what the fuck? And then he's like, all right, let's just all do this. We're all part of the team. And he was just like, I don't know. He was just, he was just the best. The best. Did it piss you off that he took a huge beating? I was a bit uh, upset by that. That actually made me feel a bit upset. In real life, I think Billy would have his measure. But to be honest, I reckon Billy's a major poser. So... I reckon I'm pretty confident I could I could lay Billy out. So, <laughs> Sam, you're like a 30 year old man, dude. Of course, you should be able to lay out some fucking 16 year old. He was a punk. Kid. Billy was a punk. Well, his dad's probably beating him just as much as he beat Steve. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's probably true. Um, all right. Yeah. What about um? I, I didn't actually like Nancy's and, and Jonathan's storyline anyway, and I get why they did it because then they could wind up. The um, the lab, how they went to the media and whatnot. But I don't know. Like you said, I thought they worked better as a team as opposed to the romantic. So we talked about Bob and how we love Bob and R.I.P. Bob. We talked about Billy and how he was just a redundant character. Maybe we'll talk a bit more about Mad Max. We briefly touched on her. And Dave, you said you didn't feel she bring, she brought anything to the party. But I thought she brought an X Factor. I thought she was just like the renegade rogue. What do you reckon? I reckon she's a much needed sort of wild card element. Yeah, okay, yes and no. Like, because I think her and Billy definitely do come in a pair. Like, she need, but I think it, they missed out on an opportunity of tackling that better. He, the, the problem was he was too much of a psycho too early on. You never got a feeling of escalation. It was just the nutbag. Yeah. It's just always a nutbag. Like, well, what about then? Did you think that there was more to that dynamic? Like, you thought they moved to a town and then that when he freaked out about her talking to friends, like for whatever fucking reason, I don't know. But it's like, oh, maybe they had to move to that town because they're in like the witness protection or they're, I don't know, some <laughs> some some general's kids or whatever. You know what I mean? Nah, I knew it was some weird like like the domestic abuse situation. Oh, that that, see, that was clearly... just like, this is Stranger Things. Give me some strange things, all right? I don't want your well, conventional th- bullshit. That's too. That's too much, man. Like, you need. You can only deal with one set of strange things at a time. If you start introducing what, another type, another element, like, how are you then going to track that? Then people are going to want to know well, how does that play. In? No, like, I, I, thing? I, I thought they were related to someone important, like general or like a, maybe another bad evil scientist at the lab or something. Like, I thought, and that's how they'd be connected. And then I just kind of thought that was where the conflict was, that they couldn't be friends with these kids because 
or with anyone because the dad wanted them just to stay on the straight and narrow. I, look, man, I reckon that's a racist thing, eh? Like, what do you mean? I think because he didn't say you can't be friends with them. He says stay away from that kid, and he's referring to Lucas. Oh yeah, like, no shit. I think it's a reference to yeah. racism in America driven. in the eighties. Flat out, man. He's no like, shit. Stay away from that kid. Is this <laughs> okay? not a Sam misinterprets the situation? <laughs> yes. Jesus I mean, Christ, man. I just thought they, you don't you know see me. color. I don't see color. color. I don't see <laughs> color. So I was just like, well, why wouldn't she allow her friends? What's up with that? That's weird. <laughs> I know. I know. It's look, racism is weird, right? Because it, it doesn't make sense. But that's mm. the point. Is I think that's the only reflection. Like that's Fair the self reflective America at the time. Like where they acknowledge. Well, fuck the Billy then. Fuck Billy up his shit. stupid ass and his stupid haircut. Notice that like Lucas is like one of the few African American characters in that show at all. Yeah, but anywhere I just, to be seen. Yeah, I just thought that that was just like how it was in America. Like in America, if it was like how many black people were in Indianapolis? Aren't they all in like Chicago, New York, LA? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> oh my God! Uh, look, I don't. Have I don't the know. I'm a, I, I, a racist comment. I, I'm generally like, I. I Indiana, isn't Indianapolis like? Go back to the 80s, no, you're community? right. Okay, but you're right in that. The point is, there. It. They have not addressed the fact that no one. It, it's unrealistic to assume that that kid did not face some sort of racial situation growing up in that place yeah fair enough and billy was the easiest way to show not even outlandishly or like full-on it was pretty subtle but you're like i think billy's also a bit of a racist like okay why the fuck is he got a problem with lucas it's just lucas like who's pretty decent kid man lucas yeah lucas is the best lucas is legit one of the best characters and actually it's the second time they tackle race because the first time is when they're doing the Ghostbusters stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. No shit. Yeah, yeah, so this season, I think they actually acknowledged it a little bit more. That, like, America isn't always the greatest place. Well, that I mean, that, that means my comment would be valid, though, because they would be, African-Americans would be minorities in those sort of small-town rural America, right? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't, it was just the way you said oh, it. Oh, well, I don't know. Right, yeah, well, I'm an idiot, so don't worry about that. But okay, so, back, back to Mad just, Max. Did you like, like, did you find, would you grow to like her eventually? I think, yeah. Yeah, I would. No. I, I still thought she was okay. Oh, you didn't like character. her age. Nah, I don't know. Explain like, yourself. Didn't offer a lot. It's more that I think Billy probably uh, was a stronger character or a, a more notable character. Hmm. No, nah, but Billy's payoff, it just wasn't, he just got his ass kicked and that was that and that was the end of it. So I kind of didn't see the point of him existing. He, yeah. Uh, he, we know, I know, we've been down this road. I know about the bloody D and D bullshit. That, but I'm saying, no, not even that, not even that. But as for character development, he was there purely, so she had her moment, yeah, her moment of standing up to the psycho. Yeah, so is what she did. I don't know. So you, you didn't think that she added anything? She, I, that's why I thought she was the X factor. And I thought, to be honest, I thought she brought the balls to the party. Like she was like. All right, let's just get in his car and let's fucking let's go to the lab and let's try and help Eleven. Like she was the boss. Yeah, I don't know. One of the kids would have come up with it anyway. <laughs> but it's more that she she folded. She got nice too quickly. Like she accepted everyone, or they accepted her really quickly. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. Hard. I disagree hard to that. I fucking Mike was the biggest dick to her. 
because I was convinced. Yeah, I would agree, man. <laughs> With Sam, oh, man. Sam, age, they were all assholes to her for Big no time. reason. For no reason. Like, and that's why I thought she, Mike. That's why I thought Mike had was in love with bloody uh, Will because he's like, oh, don't come in and try and pick up my boyfriend. Like, legit. I was, that's what I was, thought, that was what I was thinking. Hang on, wait. So you you thought for the entirety of season one? Yeah. He was into him. Are because, you serious? Yeah. Because so you only found one, out he had feelings for Eleven in season two. Well, I I, I, I obviously forgot that. It's hard <laughs> to put, it's hard for an idiot to articulate his point, but I mean that. I thought that I get that it. You're not he, in that world, Sam. You don't understand it. It's yeah, hard for you to comprehend. He was maybe struggling so. with his sexuality as a kid, and he might have been confused. <laughs> but it was just, but they, I don't know, for whatever reason, these guys had I'll such a strong what, bond, and it was like there's a lot of there's a lot of far right Christians that are like, yeah, yeah, they are ramming it down our throats. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> I don't know. I'd look, I, maybe I'll cut this out or whatever. But I, I, I'm, it's hard for me to. I, I'm not trying to be offensive or, or say what they, that's wrong. What I'm trying to say is, I generally thought that they oh, I had get it. like you misread it. You misread yeah, it. Yeah. But in, okay, so in saying that, so let's say you you misread it or whatever. Mm. So with her coming into it, how did that make it better or worse? Oh, it made it better in my mind because I just thought she was a more like I said, the X Factor, and there's one thing I do like. I like an X Factor, I like a rogue, I like a renegade. So I was like, yeah, add it to the party. She's the best. Um, what and about was, Dustin? You don't reckon he was the one that sort of carried that? Um, no, nah, Dustin's a tr- Dustin is a truch, man. He's this. He, <laughs> he honestly, he was really good in season one as like the comedic com- comedy relief sort of lovable larrikin. But this guy's a fucking idiot in season two, flat out. That's harsh. That's pretty harsh. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I'll tell you why he's a church. Because, <sighs> look, it, again, this is, it's hard for an idiot to articulate themselves, but they've gone through hell, literally hell and back to save their friend Will in season one. And they've seen a demi-Gordon, whatever they're called, in real life. And um, when he makes the decision to keep Dart and protect Dart. And and I can understand that initially, like, oh, yeah, it's this cute little thing. But when Dart grows really rapidly, I just felt I generally don't see how he wouldn't realize what was happening. And I know he's a kid and I know blah, 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 blah. He's got good intentions. But if this was season one and he just found that thing in season one, I could I could buy it. But knowing what he's been through, and knowing that there's a, a weird universe of weird evil creatures out there, I, f- I just find that that decision to keep that thing alive, and it does kind of pay off in the end when he gives the guy, that gives the, the the dumb thing. It's very cliched. They come across again when the demigod demigod is um, fully grown. He gives it a, a three musketeers bar, but uh, I don't know. He was just I just found him irritable. I, that I didn't get because if they're a hive mind. Mm. Yeah. Why? How can they have individual characteristics? Yeah, exactly. And why was Dart special in that way? I, I didn't quite get that. Um, I saw it briefly explained. It's obviously not justified, but because he had Dart since he was like a, you know, an infant, um, he wasn't. He didn't fall under the spell of the Mind Flayer as early on in his development, even though you're right, it's a hive mind. It shouldn't matter. Um, mm. I think that's how they've explained it because of the time and because he wasn't under the influence of the mind flower from, be- from the beginning. 
even though I think he was, because what was the the role of the demigorgon's a bit unclear now because of the mind flayer mm, mm. from season one. Mm. So I don't know if they've just made that up on the fly. Well, that's what I'm story. saying. Age, they're just raising the stakes now because they have to. So I don't know how they're going to top it. Yeah, I don't know. But we can <laughs> speculate. But there's a lot of there's a few unfinished things. Like they've got that demi dog in the fridge. I don't know what they're going to do with that. So that irritated uh, me. Like, mate, you're not a scientist. You're not going to find out anything. Just why are you putting mm-hmm. it in the fridge, Dustin? You're just you're talking too much. You're annoying me too much. You're, you're, I can take in small doses, mate. But let Steve handle the situation. All right. I think that's a bit harsh. I, I don't think he was in it enough to get to that level of irritation. No. Like he slept through too many between <laughs> parts. Maybe he just got an extra heavy dose. Maybe but he wasn't. I don't think he was that bad, man. All right, so we basically covered all the characters. I think, um, to be honest... Uh, Lucas, we didn't even talk oh, about sorry, him. Forgot about Lucas. Why, why are we being racist, man? No, I'm not, no, I completely forgot about Lucas. Lucas, Lucas, Lucas. Uh, I think Lucas was my main man this um, season. He was like... He was the one guy just trying to keep it all together. And he realized Max was a good person good, with good intentions. So he that's why he sought to level with her. And I again, I don't... I don't know. Maybe I don't need this. I didn't really the, like the relationship thing. I don't know if we needed to see that. I, I liked his character this season. Me too. I think we got more of him. Yeah. In, like in a substantial setting, and we got to see him make a decision on his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, he told, um, he disclosed all the info to Max, and he was justified in doing it. And I think, yeah, he, he, we got to, we got a bit more more face on with Lucas. I thought it was pretty cool. He swapped some um, roles with, with Mike, essentially. Mike in season one is Lucas in season two. Yeah, so but they did, because he was still a strong character in season one, but he was more of a detractor yeah. in season one. Whereas this time, I think he turned that like independence around from being a detractor to, like what Sam said, more let's, this is the right decision for everyone. I've got to just fucking make it and yeah, just be that that Mike character. Yeah, yeah. I to be honest, Mike, uh, I Mike, Will, and Dustin. I, okay, maybe being a bit harsh on Dustin, but Mike and Will, I just uh, they just really got started to get my nerves towards the end. Um, <laughs> Is that because Will just basically lies down every season? Yeah, that's how he and just screams. <laughs> ah, like, yeah. oh man, come on, relax. Oh, actually, we didn't talk about uh, good old Winona much, but I got to say, I actually. Um, I found her super irritating in season one. Mm. However, I didn't mind her halfway through. I, I was like, thank God she's finally being a baller and like being like taking the hard, the hard pill to swallow type thing and approach mm. and actually just being like, nah, fuck you. You're going to get out of my son. Like no matter what the cost type thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. I like that too. I agree. I, the thing I can't stand is hysteria. Like I can't stand people just being like losing their shit and, mm. It annoys me because just just seeing someone constantly scream or yell or just be like a hypochondriac, just like that's the one thing that pisses me off in anybody. And I like to see them okay freak out maybe once, but then I hate seeing it continuously, and that's why I kind of was annoyed at Will and even Mike to a certain extent. But it got to the point where she's realised, okay, my son is now putting other people in danger, so I go really do think about this uh, and then she grabs the needle and, put, and and makes him go to sleep again or induces him again. It's like, all right, perfect. Like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? So mm. that resolution was, was really good. 
Yeah, because she's taking control again. As yeah. opposed to just sitting in a corner screaming, she's actually like, no, I'm going to control this situation. And Correct. I'm yeah. not going to be yeah. a fucking... She's becoming Sarah Connor. Yeah. 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 Like, I'd love to see that in no, I'd, I'd actually love, would love yeah. to, I would love to see uh, M16 in her hand and she's just shooting down them. <laughs> cigarette. You want yeah. a cigarette? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like her and Hopper with like teaming up with Elle and like, so Will's obviously going to be in the underworld and be possessed again, whatever, as a demon. And then she's just like, yeah, Sarah Connoring it up. <laughs> um, you know what? You know, speaking of Sarah Connors, in a similar vein, you know what would be a really cool reference if they did this? You see, when the um, when the hospital goes down, or the, or the lab, sorry, goes offline and because the port was open and all the demigods are, are roaming around, don't you reckon it would be cool if they had, like, um, some marines, like, similar to, like, um, aliens and just had them, like, I don't know, just fight them in, in the holes and stuff and shoot them, those dogs down, but then be, like... Game over, man. Like you know what I mean. Like have like a more of a reference to sort of. <laughs> oh, that's, that'd be too forced. That'd be way too forced, man. Oh. I even thought that Ghostbusters was borderline yeah. being um, heavy-handed. I would just and I'll... like you said, nah, but it would have then it would have killed it, man. Like you said, because once the Marines show up, that kind of nullifies the point of the kids being involved. Yeah, you it does. You can't but... quite go down that road that early. I... I found it weird that the Doctor from Mad About You could survive. <laughs> In that, you know what I mean? In that hospital, um, I it was it, I got the impression that they were everywhere, and it would have been just good. Be like if the Marines sort of said turned up and be like, "What you got to get? You got to what do you mean? You got to go down there?" And then some crazy Marines like, "Yeah, I'll take a Sarge." And they went on like a suicide mission with Popper because I found that's the one thing as well with the ending. It wasn't. I don't think there was any stakes because you just knew that that shoot was going to close the portal, right? And Hopper was shooting those demi dogs down, but. After a while, he just stopped and looked at Eleven, and it was just like, mm, yeah, she's just shaking her hand at a, you know, it's going to happen. So I don't know. It would have been good to see people die that weren't really characters as such, protecting Eleven to make sure she can get the job done. Yeah. Well, also, how did Paul Reisner's character, the the Doctor, actually get the cut on his leg? It's it's almost like an all or nothing approach with those dogs. If you get attacked, you're pretty much yeah, you're dead. dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know how that even happened. Mm. Good point. I mean, that didn't really bring that up. I mean, not that it's an issue, but I'm saying it's going to be, you want consistency here. Like if Bob dies, no one else should be alive. Yeah, pretty much. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And what happened to him afterwards? I actually don't remember what happened to Mad About You after that. No, he's he get left there? No, no, no. He's, no, he's he, going past he's the right. hopper. Yeah. Remember in the cafe? In the, uh, he gives him. Oh, uh, shit. That's right. Spells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new name and all that sort of stuff. And Hopper yeah. has the sandwich. And, right. it, and it's a bit of a contradiction because why is, why is Hopper hiding Eleven from this guy, the nicest guy on the planet? <laughs> like, second well, to Bob. Well, he started off a little bit sinister. No one really knew if he, what his intentions were. And then he came good by the end mm. of it. Like, he was filming them and he, they, they had the position where he was standing there, like, watching the film you know, with a weird look on his face and almost like he's like, oh, here we go. What can we find out? Mm. I need to know more. Um, and then he, yeah, it, eventually it was more about his story and what he's up against with the other, with the board or whomever it was, the authority was mm. in that building. Um, all right. Maybe we're talking for now, so let's maybe start to wrap this baby up. If yeah. you guys um, had to go to the upside-down dimension... And you could bring with you 
four characters from Stranger the Stranger Things party. Who you're bringing and why? Now let's 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 think about this. Let's, maybe let's. Do you want to maybe come to a consensus as a group, or do you want to do it individually? Oh, I think we'd have probably the same characters. I'll, I'll run off mine. Maybe just give you guys a bit more time to think about it. But all right, oh, so, I think it's pretty easy, Sam. Steve, like, we could. Eat, yeah, Iris. Sam, yeah, that's Steve? your first name. Right, Steve. Yeah. Okay, Steve's first in. Name. Steve's in. Joyce? Steve's in. Joyce. No, Joyce is not in. Uh, nah, man. Joyce has got to show uh, a bit more form. Joyce has got to show a bit more form. Hopper's number two. Man. Hopper's in. Hopper's in. Exactly. Hopper's 100%. in. Hopper's, Hopper's in. in. All right. Eleven. Eleven in. <laughs> Eleven's in. Now this yeah. is where it's going to get. This is where it's going to get. This bit. is the hard one. This is going to yeah. get. Bit. I'm. I'm saying Mad Max. No. <laughs> I know um, age is not a fan. No. I'm telling you, man. Joyce. She's resourceful. She'll get, it, she'll get it done. She'll find a way quickly. She'll do what needs to be done. Mm. No hesitation. Mm, mm, mm. Nah, I, I, I feel like she wouldn't go because Will's not going, if that makes sense. I think oh, Unless she's trying to gather him. Maybe he's in there already. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that big a fan of Joyce. Like, I thought she had a good season, man, but I'm not. It's like Sam said. I need to see more form. I need to put more games back to back. Yeah, right? yeah. She's um, on the right path to being. But she's not quite there yet. Like, we've had two seasons. She's probably p- performed in one season. It's you know what I reckon. It's it's either Dustin Ooh. or Lucas. And the reason why I think Dustin maybe is Dustin worked well with Steve. I actually did like those two characters together. Mm, that's true. And they did have good chemistry. I, they did, and I actually think it'd be pretty. Um, I I could see a party and having Dustin. Because Dustin did have some good ideas. He also makes the D&D references. He helps categorize things. Yes, he's a bit of a smartass, but Steve can keep him in line. I think that would work well. I just don't... Yeah, I don't think Max... For the, When you've already got Steve and you've already got a Hopper, you don't really need another like bit like rogue like outlandish character. I love it. I love, I, love the, I love the rogues. Give me the hardcore rogues. All right, so... Who did, did I say five or four? Four. Four. No, all right. Um, well, well, all right. Let's 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 settle this in age. You got the deciding vote, Dustin or, or, or Max? Dustin. Son of a bitch. All right. So there it, is. Oh, it was pretty close. We all picked the same characters except for the last one. So eleven yeah. Hopper, Steve, and Dustin. There, that's that's his come with us into the upside down universe. Cool. All right. And any um, final recommendations? I don't know. How would you rate this? Would you give it, I don't know, five out of five Netflixes? How would you rate it? Wait, what was the ratings? Scheme? Whatever you Sorry? wanted. Whatever you wanted to rate it. I, I, I've got a rating. I'm going to just rip off a YouTube uh, reviewer, Jeremy Jans. I actually enjoy his You should watch him if you listen to this. Um, I reckon this is a good time. No alcohol required. Perfect. There you go. That's good. That's a, that's a nice rating. What are you, age? Probably go three and a half out of five. Savage. No, look, that's fine. That's admirable. <laughs> Your rating mate, system An Uber sucks. driver just lost his job, mate. An yeah, Uber driver did. just lost his job with that review. Look, it was a bit of a struggle sitting through some of those episodes. If every episode was at like a, you know, not a home run, like season one, different story. But there were a few mishits during mm. the season but overall i enjoyed it hmm. all right that's i mean okay that seems me seems like it was an average season so 
I would say this is probably worth watching um, on a TV, not on your phone, and it is definitely worth watching in, and not waiting for your partner or your friends just to steam through it on your own pace and, and, and enjoy it on your own terms. All right, listeners, um, thanks for listening for this episode. I had a lot of fun, actually. And again, I didn't mean to cause any offense. I'm just an idiot who can't articulate sentences or express thought cohesively and coherently. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at FFMRPod and uh, on SoundCloud and iTunes. And uh, I reckon that's it. Thanks, gents, for your time. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Abbott.